0: Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. Hope you guys are doing great this week. My week has been pretty darn good, so I cannot complain at all, even though we're getting some pretty darn cold weather here in Seattle. We've been in the 40s and the 50s, which has felt frigid compared to our really nice summer that we had where the temperatures stayed seemingly above 70 for as long as I can remember. These 40s and 50s feel cold, but it means that we might be getting some snow in the mountains. I know that we've been getting a little bit of snow around here and over in Montana, I know they've been getting smashed with some snow, so hopefully we'll have an early snowy Uh, opening to the ski season, that would be a great thing compared to last year, which it really fell on its face, and I know I didn't get as much skiing as I wanted to, or even close to it for that matter. I ended up actually paying the ski resort at the end of the day. I did not uh, even get to break even on on that agreement, so... Bummer, but uh, let's see what's been going on other than the cold. I am trying a couple new supplements. I mentioned them last week, but I want to give you an update. The supplements I'm working on or working with right now are from GetSupps.com. GetSupps is an awesome supplement vendor, and they are called PE Science or PES Science, however you want to say it. Uh, and the product is called High Volume. It's a pre-workout that has no stimulants in it, which is awesome. And it's a vasodilator that you take about 30 minutes before your workout. I'm really enjoying that quite a bit. Then the other product is another one from GAT or G-A-T, which is what I've been reviewing uh, lately. And their product is called CarboTine, which is a carbohydrate product that has some amino acids, BCAAs in it. And I've been taking that one during my workouts. I've been noticing a great pump on the pre-workout if I'm doing bodybuilding style stuff, which I do sometimes, but not all the time. But I've been definitely feeling more explosive during my uh, CrossFit workouts. So something's working. And then the the carboteen has actually made me feel like I have have more energy during my workouts, which I can't say has been the case for quite a while. So having that in there and, and working is a great thing. And this combination of the high volume and the carbotene, I'm really, really liking. So I'll keep you guys up to date on those supplements. But if you want to give them a try, I highly recommend it because there's nothing crazy Um or concerning in, in either of them uh, they just seem to work so good stuff and you can get those over at getsubs.com also if you guys are looking for a great creatine product make sure that you check out blonix at blonix.com use all around joe as your code to get 10% off that's you can go to blonix at blonix.com use all around joe as your code to get 10% off so in this podcast we're going to be talking about how to stabilize your way to more strength. So essentially, we're going to be talking about core. And the reason I want to be talking about this is I've been working with some therapists lately on how to increase my big lifts, so like squats, deadlifts, snatches, um, cleans, jerks, that type of stuff, because a lot of it comes from the hips and the core. So I've been doing a ton of these exercises just as my warm-up, though. It takes about five or ten minutes to add these guys in. And my core has been much more engaged. My body feels stronger. I'm able to transfer force from my lower body to my upper body much more consistently and more powerfully. So I wanted to share that with you guys. So we're going to get right into this on how you can stabilize your way to more strength. The first exercise that I'm going to talk about is the plank, And what I want to reference here before I get into the plank is that when you're doing these exercises, you should always be able to breathe completely. So full belly breaths as you're engaging your core and abdomen. But the plank is a great one to start off with just on your elbows. You could have elbows and knees if you want to is not a bad one. And just start off with that and then get going from there. And then when you're on your elbows and knees, once you've done that one, and you should be doing this to fatigue, where you can keep the core tight, but the back loose. So you're not overly using your back. You should be, your butt should be, or I should say your core should be flat with a little bit of your butt in there, just slightly so that your core can engage. It's almost like you lean forward at your hips, just slightly. Then, you can go with taking your arms off the ground, not both of them at the same time, just one at a time, unless you're really, really good, and then you'll have to send me a video and show me what that looks like. But you're going to take your right arm off the ground, do a full kind of rotation or half moon, and then neck back up to the starting position, and then you do your left arm, and you'll go back and forth with that until you feel fatigued. All right, so you keep going until you feel fatigued. I usually do about 10, 12 reps at a time. And then once I can do that comfortably for two to three sets, then I will move to something harder. So then you can do the plank on your elbows and your toes and do the same thing with the arms, right? You can do any kind of shape that you really want to. Just do the same on both sides and count the number of reps that you're doing. Then what you can do is you can move to a plank on a physio ball so it's an uneven surface, so your body's going to have to stabilize even more And then you can go into trying to take your legs off the ground in that one. Or you can put your legs on the ball and continue with the arm movements. But the key is to keep on breathing fully and to make sure that core is engaged the whole time in a good position with your back not taking over. Just adding that in to your warm-up so you'll see a huge difference. But there's more things that you can do because the core not only is engaging your inner abdominal muscles, but also it goes into those hips. And you got to make sure that the hips are working right as well. So if your glutes are not working well with your core, then you're going to have some serious problems with your squats and your deadlifts and several other lifts. So in order to tackle that, I recommend doing some single-leg step-ups to start with. So just put like a 12-inch box and step up one leg at a time, only utilizing the leg that's stepping up onto the box. So leave the the leg that's on the floor at home. Don't let it help out and push up. And you want to make sure that your knee is tracking in the same direction as your toes, right? The other thing is you want to be stepping with your glutes or your hips in a back, pushed back position so that you're engaging those rather than a highly bent knee where you're engaging your quads instead. So make sure that when you step up, you're using only the leg that you're stepping up on, you're engaging the glutes fully, and your knee is tracking in the same direction as your toes. So you do that for, essentially, again, until exhaustion, not until, like, falling off, but until you feel like your muscles are engaged to the point where they're not, they're going to not, serve you the way that they should be, all right? So maybe one or two sets of those, maybe 10 reps, something like that. And you can increase the height of the box as you go and get more comfortable with it. The next one that you want to work on, and this one is great, is one of my favorites, is the single leg Romanian deadlift. And same thing with this one where you want to make sure that your knee is tracking the same direction as your toes with your hips back. So the Romanian deadlift is one where you keep your knees fairly unbent they're not completely straight they're in a good athletic position but you're mostly hinging at your hips and not bending at your knees you can start off by putting a kettlebell or some sort of dumbbell on a box that's about 12 inches off the ground or higher depending on how hard this is for you this is going to be a balancing one right guys so you're going to be balancing and you're going to have to hold yourself in a good tight hip position and your glutes are going to be one of the dominant providers of that type hip tight hip position which is what's great because you have your core engaged, you have your glutes engaged, and you're just going to get that burn in the glutes, getting those guys engaged and working for you, which you're going to love when they kick into play during your squats, your deadlifts, your cleans, and your snatches, all right? So you're going to work yourself on that one up in weight and down in height until you're on the ground using like a kettlebell or a dumbbell, going down, touching the ground every time. And something that my PT recommended I do is when you get to the ground, you let go of the actual weight so that you're just stabilizing with one foot in the air. And then you are essentially picking up that weight again off of the ground like it's the first time every time. Okay, So what that looks like is you set yourself up. Let's say you're on your left leg. Your kettlebell will be to the right of your left foot. You start by hinging at your hips, meaning your right leg goes back behind you. Your back stays totally flat the whole time. If there's any point that your back cannot stay flat, then you need to elevate the kettlebell or dumbbell off of the ground so that you are able to maintain the flat back. Then once you get down to the kettlebell or dumbbell, you grab it and hinge back up until you're in a fully standing position on one leg, in this case your left leg, and at which point you will reverse and go back down to the ground and repeat. So I know that I don't have any visuals for you here on this podcast because we're all audio, but hopefully that made sense to you. If you have any questions, you can shoot me an email, joe at allaroundjoe.com, and I'll be happy to send you some pictures or or a quick video in order for you to check out what I'm talking about, if it's not self-explanatory. The last one that I really like is the kettlebell goblet squat, all right? So what you're going to do with the kettlebell goblet squat is... You essentially put yourself in a squat stance and you grab a kettlebell that's going to be out in front of you, say about six inches in front of your chest. Then you're going to drop down into a very deep squat, all right? Knees should be pressed to the outside, core should be engaged, and you're going to be pulling yourself down to the deepest squat that you can get into, ideally keeping that back flat, and you're going to take two deep breaths at the bottom, okay? Then you're going to stand back up. Just repeat that about eight to 10 times with a pretty light kettlebell. It shouldn't be very heavy. But keeping that core engaged at the bottom of your squat while breathing is gonna be actually pretty difficult. And you'll notice that it will tax not only your core but your arms and your lower back as well to stay in that position. And that position or that uh, kettlebell goblet squat has definitely made my hips and my core feel like they're way more uh, ready and in a strong position for doing back squats and front squats. So I highly recommend putting that into a warm-up during those days and seeing how it feels for you. My hips just feel like they're ready to engage and go when I'm doing that. The last but not least here is the, uh, I guess you call it like a clamshell walk, if you will, or a shuffle where you take an exercise a band, ideally like one of those little um, physical therapy bands, but you could use it, any kind of band and tie it a little bit tighter. And you just put it around above your knees, and you go into a half squat, and then you sidestep uh, about let's say twenty yards or sixty feet, something like that, down and back. And your <coughs> excuse me, your glute should be lit up at that point and ready to go. That one's more in the glutes than the core, but like I said, they all work together. So if the glutes are not working, then the core is not going to be working effectively. If the core is not working effectively, glutes are not going to be working effectively. So try putting that into your warm-up, plank, any kind of plank that you want, Uh, single leg step-ups, single leg Romanian deadlifts, kettlebell goblet squats, and the banded clam walk shuffle, however you want to call it, um, down, down and back in the gym. And let me know how it goes. I've been doing these guys for a few, maybe a month now, and I've noticed that I've been hitting PRs on my lifts that I haven't been hitting before. It just feels like my core is engaged and explosive. So I wanted to be sure and share that with you. If you have any more that you would like to add to that that you have noticed have been super awesome in your routine, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. And if not, uh, try this out. And we'll go from there. All right, guys. Remember, if you guys are looking for an awesome creatine product, check out Blonix at Blonix.com. Their creatine plus h is awesome. And you can get 10% off by using the discount code ALLAROUNDJOE. Highly recommend you give it a shot. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. All Around Joe on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, guys, the All Around Joe podcast where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. I will see you on the next podcast.